Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dean Hodge. And I'm Nathaniel Scott. And this is Comics for You with... Brianna Berry. You're living in Maryland right now, is that is that right? Yes, I, I live in a town called Waldorf, Maryland. It's about uh, 30 to 45 minutes um, south of D.C. Uh, we're like in this like weird little like section that we like people like to brand called the DMV, which is D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. So that's like that's where I'm from. Like it takes like 45 minutes just to get to D.C. Practically grew up there. Born and raised. Cool. Did you... Nice. Did you do any of the protesting recently? No. Um, my mother, I, I, we wanted to, but the thing is, traffic, uh, just alone, with even mm. without any protest or anything, is just awful. Awful. And it was going to be just ten times more yes. with, uh, with the protest. Like, I totally supported the right. cops and everything that they were doing, but it's like... Do I want to go protest and then fight traffic on the way home? <laughs> it was kind of just like that. They're like we just opted not to. But we were we yeah, were I don't blame the you. sidelines though. Well, I mean, I went to my local one and uh, I I kind of showed up at the very end. I was like the guy that was uh, like they did like a sort of a circle through the through the city, and uh-huh. I was bringing up the very rear. Like I could see them up ahead like maybe like maybe a, a quarter of a mile ahead of me and I and I was just sort of one guy walking around with my little sign so <laughs> but but it was better than nothing I felt I felt happy about it that's good so yeah uh what are you doing up in Maryland are you from there originally well you, you said you're from there originally so yeah, what are you doing up there right now like work-wise work-wise well mostly I'm uh just doing small commissions here and there um, I'm trying, I'm currently in the uh, position of finding a day job just to get some money flowing back in. Um, I just recently got recruited to help out a Jasmine, um, a friend of mine from SCAD. She's doing a charity zine um, called Black Girl Magic. And um, she wants like all, all black girls and uh, non-binary people who, associate, who, la- who identify, sorry, um, as, non-bi- as non-binary um, to promote like black girls um, as main characters in fantasy, and so um, that's, awesome. oh, that's a really yeah. cool topic. I know it was it was so awesome when she like gave her pitch to me, and um, all the money that's going to be um, raised from the zine, um, she's going to donate all the proceeds to. Um, oh man, the name of the charity like escapes me, but what they do is they're giving. Um, like water filters and try to bring more fresh water to Flint, Michigan, because that's still like a big problem even today. So I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm all for that. That's awesome. Cool stuff. <laughs> so do you have, so like, is there a page range that they have for you or do um, you just get to make however much you want? Um, right now it's still in its application and submission uh, stage. Um, applicate, uh, you apply um, the applications opened on the 2nd of February, and it's going to close on the 16th. And um, she's going to send out emails to everyone who who got in 
I think by the 20th, I think that's what the date was. I don't have, I don't have all the stuff in front of me, but yeah, applications are still open until the 16th of any like black girls or even, even trans, like uh, when she says all women, that means all women. So if you identify non-binary or trans, um, you're, you're free to open, like you're free to apply. Um, it's, uh, I think you can find everything you need at black, at blackgirlmagic.tumblr.com. So if you're like, if any of your listeners out there are interested, totally, totally apply. Like it's going to a great cause. That's awesome. I like it. That's so awesome. do you have a, so, so, so if you're applying to it, do you have a story idea in mind at the moment? Um, what she had on the application was she, you could do a one page comic, uh, a two page comic, um, an illustration, a one page illustration or two separate illustrations or a splash page. And I know those two page illustrations, two page comic and the splash page. Um, those are limited slots. I, I, uh, opted for the, uh, two the two separate illustrations so and then she also like asks you to uh, cool. write out your idea like there's a little part where it says what are you thinking about doing like it may not be what you what you do but like just giving her that showing her that you have an idea of what you want to put in there um i think the only restriction she had was um no sci-fi because she was alluding that she might do another zine that was sci-fi themed. yeah so what have you been up to since college? You graduated May of 2015 with me. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yeah. Boy, that is a roller coaster. Uh, <laughs> um, mainly, I've just been trying to apply to different like animation companies, and that didn't work out too well. But um, hmm. since like since that didn't work out too well, I just focused like, well, maybe I'll like just focus on improving my art, which I did. And um, just focusing on me. But for like the past couple of months, um, the depression kind of set in. Um, I always joked about it to my friend Lauren. I was like, oh, depression, like, like that's not something I, 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 I suffer from. Like, I'll be fine. Like, everything's going to be great. I'm an optimistic person. And boy, was I wrong on so many levels. Um, but I thank God that like I have a very a thousand and one percent supportive family because if it wasn't for them, I probably would be like a total wreck by now. Like I when I was in high school, um, I showed promise in both mathematics and science. Like I took all the mm -hmm. AP courses because I just I just fucking loved it. You know, and um, <laughs> my mother and my teacher, like, always, like, were, like, she's going to be an engineer or, like, a chemist someday and all this. But, like, my father, he always knew that, nah, that girl probably just going to go into arts because I love art. Like, even though I, I love math and science, drawing is what made me just, like, being, it made me happy. Like, it, like, gave me life. Um but unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, I went to a, a small private academy, like a small Christian academy, been there since kindergarten, um, all the way up to 12th grade. And when I say small, I mean small, like my graduating class was only 14 people. Oh, wow. Whoa. And I grew up with those same 14 people since kindergarten. So you can imagine how tough it was for a little old me to like, go from 14, a graduating class of 14 people to just 
scad in general, just period. <laughs> so any college I went to. Yeah. Boy, what, ooh, ooh, that's a, ooh, I'll get, in, I'll get into that later. But uh, unfortunately, like, even though we were a private academy, that means we weren't, like, funded by the state. And so most of our, most of everything that funded with us came from our tuition money, which I think at the time was, like, 7000 a year, um, I think my mom told me one time. Um, but even then, it still couldn't fund, like, most of, uh, like, the art programs. Like, we had a... a, a a shitty is like the only word I can I can come up with, like arts program. They mostly tried to focus on sports, um, and uh, and we and since it was a Christian academy, we had a choir, which I was a part of until like junior year, when we finally got an art teacher who actually knew what she was talking about, and that was just like, it was like a breath of fresh air. I was like, okay, look, I know that we have a math week, mom, and I know that like there's like a science club, but I'm gonna go to these art classes, okay? Okay. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> and it was and it was wonderful. Like she she even taught us art history and I was learning all of this stuff. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, where have you been all my life, lady? Um <laughs> and that's when I learned about SCAD. She had one of those like little course books, those little thick course books they had. Um, I think the one I, I got, love those. <laughs> the, thing, the one I got was from 2010. It had that uh, those two frogs doing leapfrog. I remember the cover. Oh, and I yeah, was like, yeah. what is this? The whole college for art? And I started looking through the courses and I'm like, illustration? They got sculpture? They got a whole painting minor course? They got they got they got comics? They got a whole major related to comics. Holy crap, that's so wonderful. And so, like, I broke it to my mom. I was like, okay, mom, look, I know you wanted me to go to this college for, like, engineering and all that. But hear me out. Hear me out. Scat's freaking amazing. And I want to go there. <laughs> and so, <laughs> that was... Good pitch, good was, pitch. It was, it, that's a really good pitch. Good pitch. Like... <laughs> That's pretty much, I think, what I think all comic majors said. We're like, what, you know, what you want me to do is cool, Mom, but I'm going to go here, okay? Yeah, that's pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> and so I, uh, I, I, she tried, she tried, y'all, she tried. She tried to convince me not to do it, but I was like, Mom, I, art, you knew I loved art since I was a little baby. Like, I can't, I can't not do it. Like, I can't, like, if I, if, like, Knock on wood, God forbid, if I could, like, not do art tomorrow, I'd know what I'd do with myself. So uh, that's kind of, like, how I explained it to her. I was like, Mom, I need this. And so she was like, okay. And so that's how I ended up going to SCAD. And they gave me a scholarship, so that also helped convince her. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a really good incentive to go somewhere, is, is yeah. the money. So you've sort of been floating around a little bit since college, but, I mean, uh, did um, so nothing really stuck. I mean, you have such a cute art style. I love it. I and know. It's um, done really, kind of shocking. Yeah, yeah, I've done some small, uh, some small jobs around here in DC for like schools. They're like little paintings that they put in their like in their lock over their lockers and like um, just some artwork for the school halls. Um, but mostly, I've just been focusing like since like nothing really stuck. I was like, okay, well maybe it's time for a change. So uh, there's been this personal project I've been working on since college uh, of a webcomic. And so I was like, you know what, let me just improve my writing skills and, you know, prove my art and we'll get to work on this comic. And thankfully, 
um, if everything goes right with me and my uh, my friend, who I like to call him, my editor. <laughs> uh, hopefully, yeah. we'll get. Uh, he's helping me with like web design and all that, <laughs> and basic research and stuff like that. He's reading over my scripts like as we speak right now, um, so we can get it started this summer, which I'm really excited about. And I've just been going like floating from cons to doing like small cons around the uh, Maryland DC area. So that also helped too. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, going to little cons and building yourself up, uh, getting experience there is uh, is a great thing to do. Uh, last year I was going to uh, a couple cons, you know, trying to just see what it was like because I had never been. And it's uh, it's it's something that's really good to do because you start to see like how other people handle selling and uh, how other people handle themselves at the cons. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it's a really great learning experience for newer artists coming into it. Totally, I totally agree. The first con was Baltimore Comic Con. I didn't even know it existed. Mm. Yeah, I didn't even know it existed until like my father showed me this flyer. He was like, have you heard of this? And I was like, no. Where is this? What? Apparently, it's been going on for like se like seven years prior to when I went. I think I first went in 2012. I think I first went my friend yeah. got 2012, and I was like, it's been going on for years. I thought Comic Con only existed in New York and San Francisco. It's like, it's like that's when I learned that there was like not just those two Comic Cons or Star Wars conventions or stuff like that. There was like multiple all around the United States and even all around the world. That just like that just blew They're my everywhere. mind. It blew my mind as a 19-year-old. I was like, wow. I've been in this bubble for, like, years, and it's just, like, even now, I'm still, like, learning new things. It is it's crazy. Yeah. So, like, so it seems like your dad was, like, a, a pretty big influence for you going into art, mostly. Um, like, what what do your parents do? Are they, is your dad an artist? Like, what's the deal there? Oh, so that's actually a really interesting story. Um, my mom, she is a she is an endoscopy nurse. Um, she's where you go to where you need to have a tube shoved in you, like colonoscopies uh -oh. or throat exams. Yeah, yeah. Anything with a tube, she's your girl. Anything, anything with the tubes, it's just. Mm. She told me stories about things and places, and I'm like, you know, mom, I like, I know, I asked you how you're getting with us. I know I asked you how you're doing, but I don't know <laughs> But yeah, um, and ironically enough, she wanted to be a teacher, but then when she did her first uh, student teacher job, she realized that she hated children. <laughs> so she was like, I'm just gonna be a nurse. Like, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do this anymore. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. At least she found out then, I mean, hey. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, my father. My father, he's retired now. He retired this past, uh, last April. Um, he used to work for Comcast. Um, whenever the, whenever the power went out, he, like, they called him in. Uh, whenever you needed your cable, like, hooked up, he was your man. You know those, like, big green boxes that are, like, in neighborhoods that you see sometimes? He would be the one yeah, doing yeah. that to make sure everyone's cable and electricity was, like, connected and all that. So that's why he's good with computers. He's good with machines. Um, oh, ever since he was young, uh, he used to do all types of like like weird stuff. He went. He grew up in Catholic school. I say strange, but not really. But strange for like for what he had, where he ended up. I say um, he used to paint yeah, a lot. Yeah. He had this van. He told me about this van he had. 
Um, it was like one of those like old school 80s vans, you know, the ones that are big enough to have like a couch and a bed in the back. And he said how he painted, he painted on the side uh, this, this naked woman <laughs> coming out of an egg. <laughs> she had like wings or something and he was like he was so proud of it i wish i had the picture in front of me like it looked so freaking awesome he painted on the side of his okay, bed okay. like i was i was so proud of this and then he went off to the military and then he came home and his dad had spray painted his van because he hated that picture. oh no i was like no oh oh my gosh i was like oh no that sucks and like uh he he did a mural at his at his old uh, school, and um, he like painted it. It was like this big uh, door, and it had like this fantasy world, and there was like a rainbow coming out of it, and it like came out the wall and like into a socket. So it made so it made it seem like the socket was spitting out this road through this door through this magical landscape. And I also wish I had the picture of that too, because that's also freaking awesome. Um, but then you found out, you know, after years, like, they painted over it. <laughs> it was like, dang. So, like, after learning, I'm like, kind of makes sense how he's, like, kind of, like, pushing me, like, hey, like, if you love it so much, like, you need to do it. And, like, don't let others, like, bring you down and stuff like that. So, like, my dad, I feel like he wanted to be more artistic. Like, he was in a band. He was a drummer. He played bass. And, like, he, and he, like, he, do, he did art. And, like, he's still pretty good at it. Um, he loved comics. He loved he loved anime. Like he he grew up on the OG stuff. He grew up on like Astro Boy when it was in black and white, oh, and Speed wow. Racer, oh, wow. and the oh. black and white Ultron, and all that stuff. Like he was into it. He loved comics. Um, he was a fan of, uh, of uh, uh, Batman, which I love. I love freaking love Batman. And, like he he just grew up with comics and all that stuff. And um, I guess he wanted to pursue it more, but I guess after the military, he was like, "I'm just gonna stick to like feeling electronic and stuff like that." So I think his, I think his dad talked him out of it, and like how it wasn't gonna go anywhere, stuff like that. And I, and I, and I can understand to a to a degree, but like times, I feel like times are different now, and uh, I think people have more appreciation of art. More so than they did in my dad's time. Even though people's like, especially like some some of my elder relatives kind of have like a disdain for it and say like how like can't be anything. Like if you're an artist, you're just going to be like starved on the street somewhere, which I think is a really archaic thought. <laughs> um, like with the yeah. internet, like with the internet, like literally with the internet, if you can like draw really good and like have like a DeviantArt page or a Tumblr page, I believe you can make something of yourself if you like work at it like nonstop. Um, oh, totally wow. different from when you had to like fly out. Like people still fly out to California, but when you had to like fly out to California or drive there, or, like find a way to get there with your like big ass portfolio, knocking on Disney's door, and, like, can you look at my stuff, please? <laughs> 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 you know, um, which like I would love to do that to be honest with you. <laughs> But yeah, it, but like, yeah, my, my, my parents, I was just finishing up the stuff. My mom, I remember I was talking to her when, when I was in my most recent slunk. Um, she always tells me, she always reassures me. She's like, like, baby, like if I could go back and send you to SCAD again, I would do it. The only thing I would change is I would save more money. 
So, you know, they're, they're my real MVPs. <laughs> that's really cool, though. That's awesome. That's yeah. great that you have parents that, that encourage your art. That's, that's really great to have. I mean, if I wouldn't have had my support system here, like, there's no way I probably would have kept going with my art. But, you know, everybody believed in me, so that's, that's why I kept going. And that's good to hear that other people have that as well. Shockingly, my, great, my biggest support system, um, I am uh, the only girl of the youngest child on my mom's side. And I really only know my mom's side of the family. Like, all, all the rest of my cousins are boys. I'm the second of six. And uh, they're all in college. The last two are the youngest. They're in college now, but the rest of us have graduated. And my eldest cousin and the one after me and then the one after that, those three went to college for business. And, like, uh, mm. the eldest has a job and a wife, and he's doing good. And the other one's in Louisiana. And he has a job as an accountant, and he's doing good and the other one's trying to start his own business and he's doing good and uh you would think with a family like that they would look down on the black sheep that is me who went to school for art and drawing pretty pictures was, but like no they totally they totally like support me and they're just like yo like just recently i had an uncle who like paid me for an illustration that i gave to him but, like he wanted to like he wanted a fish getting yeah. caught and i drew it and he was like thanks bro Gave me some money for it. I was like, yes. So, but yeah, you're totally right. Having that support system is like, is like key. So you you were talking about your dad uh, was the one that was into like all the anime and comics and Mm -hmm. uh, drawing and art in general. So Mm -hmm. is that where you picked it up whenever you were a kid? Uh, Yes. Um, When I sort of discovered it on your own. Uh, Well, the discovery part was on my own. Um, When I was young, uh, I I grew up most of my my infant to like four years old. I was taken care of by this lady who had a a home daycare center, and she just she just became my family. She just became part of my life, and um, I just like I just like she like when we would have like you know quiet time, we was like some kids would ride or play with dolls. I found this little like those little I don't know if you remember back in the 90s, they had those like books, those little pads that had like the big blank space for you to draw pictures and like a few little lines for you to draw a story about that picture. Like, I wish I had a picture, mm-hmm. but they had like these sketch pads where you had like a big space, you draw a picture, and they gave you little three lines so you could be like, this is a dog, his name is Spot, or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> so she, I had one, like she had one of those, and I was like, crayons, I need crayons. And so she like, she gave me crayons, and I was like, I'm going to do this. So I kept doing it. And I, I just loved it. And every day when I came back, I'd be like, do you have little sketch pads? I want to draw. So I, <laughs> she told me I was drawing since I was, I want to say 18 months. Was that a year and six months? Yeah, about 18 months. So wow. yeah, I was born with a crayon in my hand, basically. <laughs> That's awesome. That's very cool. Yeah. Great. I think once... I was about, let's see, when did Dragon Ball Z air in America? I think 95? I, I might be totally wrong on that, but somewhere in the late 90s. So Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Sounds right. Um, I remember uh, I was in Girl Scouts at the time. I was a brownie, so I had to have been like six or, six or seven. 
Um, and I came home from a from a scout meeting, and my dad was watching this weird show with this just bright orange man. And I was like, Daddy, what are you watching? What are you watching, Daddy? And he's like, uh, and uh, I think he was looking at, that's when we had like TV Guide, like a little booklet. He's like, uh, it's called Dragon Ball Z. It's really interesting. Was like, I just, I just got sucked into it. And I was like, can I watch it with you? He was like, yeah, sure. So I sat on the couch next to him and we watched Dragon Ball Z. And uh, I never looked back to this very day. I love Dragon Ball Z. Like, it is, oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> I could go into like a whole spiel about why I love Dragon Ball Z, even though I know all of its flaws. But um, yeah, Dragon Ball Z kind of kicks me. I was like, wow, that's cool. Like, and then I discovered what it was called. Like, it wasn't called a cartoon. It was called anime. And I was like, are this more of this anime? And they were like, yeah. In the afternoon before Dragon Ball Z comes on, there's a show called Sailor Moon. It's like, and that one's about a girl. Oh my gosh. And she has cats. Oh, I thought about the forest. <laughs> and they're magical cats. Oh my gosh. Say no more. And that just like let me down spiral. Like if you look at my Skype name, I don't know what, what my Skype name looks like up there, but I made the Skype when I was like in like, middle Skype. I don't know, whenever Skype first came out, it says Anime Junkie FTW. Just to show how young I was when I made the Skype account. That's awesome. <laughs> Putting myself out there, you know, like it says Anime Junkie FTW. That was my, that's my Skype name. <laughs> Just going to let everybody know up front, this is, this is what I'm about. <laughs> I don't know, I don't, I don't think I can live up to that name anymore, but... <laughs> But yeah, uh, Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon were the, were the catalyst, which I think is like uh, a given for a lot of people from my from our age group who got into anime. Mm-hmm. They either say Sailor Moon or like or like One Piece or all like any of like the four like Yu Gi Oh Pokemon, you know, all that stuff. I was into it. Uh, it got me. I wouldn't say in trouble, but kind of like secluded because of my little small dainty school. Like um, mm-hmm. they were like they were like because like. They had, we had like little clicks and like the girls would be like, oh my goodness, like I love Sailor Moon. And I'd be like, yeah, Sailor Moon's cool, but like I kind of like uh, Dragon Ball Z better. I mean, they have freaking Vegeta. I mean, Sailor Moon doesn't have Vegeta. <laughs> Has some dude in a tuxedo. Like how fun is that? I mean, Vegeta can wear a tuxedo and he'd still be cooler. <laughs> and uh, like <laughs> that, that got me into trouble a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I got teased, but I was like, whatever, like, whatever. I don't need you guys. I'm going to go home with my dad and watch anime. So. <laughs> That's, like, the like, best comeback ever. I'm going to go home and watch anime with my dad. You can suck it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome. But, yeah, anime was, like, the basis for, like, my love of art. I was like, I like that, so I'm going to try to imitate that. Um, and then over the summer, I went to a li- uh, excuse me, the lady who took care of me when I was younger, she has like a daycare, but I went to her in the summer since I was old enough to go to school. And one summer we went to the trip to the library and, um, I was looking through, I was going down one of the, one of the, uh, aisles, I guess they're called. Um, and I looked over and I saw a book and it said Sailor Moon on the side. And I was like, what? Sailor Moon's a book? <laughs> and then I opened it and I was like this isn't a book there's like lots of pictures in it there's like, like there's pictures in it and they're moving and they're doing things and I was like I don't know what this is it kind of threw me off guard because like 
I was reading it the way we read it here in America. And I was like, why is everything going backwards? <laughs> but that was the day when Shonen Jump was like, like they made that first page. It was like, hey, you're reading it wrong. Turn the book over. Okay, yeah. there you go. <laughs> I remember that. Um, and that's like, that was my first intro to manga, reading Sailor Moon in the, in the uh, library. Um, cool. And then, uh, let me see. I, and I wrote and I read Sailor Moon for a really long time, and then I forgot what led me to stop. Once I went to middle school, and uh, I was just like, nah, I don't, I don't feel like reading Sailor Moon anymore. I think I don't know how I lost my love for it. Like it really escapes me. But um, then I found a friend. Her name was Avery, and she was reading uh, Fruit Baskets, and I was like, oh my gosh, you like manga too? She was like, girl, manga is my jam. And I was like, can we be friends? Can we just like be friends? <laughs> oh, I know why I stopped because it got because it like it got I got made fun of too much for it. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna stop reading manga in front of you people because you have nothing better to do with your life than to like chide me over my over my reading choices. So like then I got I got into manga again thanks to my friend Avery, um, and that's when I started this the the one and only series that I bought on a monthly basis, which was Shaman King. Um, Mm. Uh, yeah, Shaman King was my first uh, manga that I bought, like physical. That I would, I would like. That was this. That was a series where I would like literally wait every month, and when Shonen Jump would be like, "Okay, the next volume of Shaman King out," I'm like, "Ma, we got to go to Borders." <laughs> like back when it was still Borders around, we got to go to Borders. We got to go to Barnes and Nobles to find that next volume because I need it. <laughs> um, and That's then, awesome. The dedication I, of a fan. Yeah, and then around. Freshman year of high school, um, I stopped at volume 12 because that's when I found out that the internet was a thing. And I was like, wait, you can read manga on the internet? And then I just stopped buying all the manga all the time. (laughs) And I started reading it on the internet. I was like, this is more efficient and it saves me eight bucks a month. (laughs) (laughs) But as far as like Western comics go, I didn't really get into that until like I started taking uh, sequel classes. Like I got. Excuse me. I got into uh, comics like really late. Like I heard some of like I listened to some of your previous podcasts, and I heard people were like, "Oh yeah, I love comics since I was in high school." And uh, and Ruth was talking about how she had like her own little Japanese anime club in like high school. I was like, "Wow, <laughs> I didn't get any of that until college." And I think that's why I, my experience of SCAD is by far the best time of my life. Because in high school, I really didn't have any of that. Like in high school, it was like, okay, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna do like choir, uh, not baseball, choir, basketball, volleyball, soccer. That's all you're gonna be good for. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, like, cause like, I was known as like the, the art person. Like there was like me, another one, and then another guy, like me and two guys that were like, those are the art people. If you need any art, go to that, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but, like, yeah, outside of that, there was not, nothing really, like, exciting about doing art in that school. Like, nothing that really pushed me. Um, no, that's a lie. Uh, when I was younger, I was in middle school, I had, like, a huge crush on this dude named Renard. Uh, Renard, if you ever hear this, uh, I had a crush on you when I was in middle school. Uh, <laughs> a huge crush on named Renard. He had a pet name and everything. I called him Ray Ray. Uh, <laughs> but he was like, oh, he was an nice. artist. He was like, he was like so good. Um, and I was like, wow, I want to be as good as you, bro. 
But uh, the only thing I had at the time was like the scholastic uh, How to Draw a Manga Book by Katie Coupe. <laughs> that, yeah, everyone, if I showed you a cover of it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, I remember that book. I think I own that book. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's right here on the couch. Like, if, like I drew exactly like that. And I was like, don't think I can get anywhere if my art looks like that till I'm in high school. So <laughs> that's when I started going to the bookstore and going, like, I got to find more how to draw books. I got to get as good as Renard so maybe he'll like me too. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so I pushed, yeah, I was that serious. I was crazy. So I got, like, all these how to draw manga books, how to draw comics and all that stuff. I, I have, I'm looking at my little bookshelf over here that has all, like, everything that Christopher Hart put his name on. I have on my oh, yeah. bookshelf. And was like I just like kept at it and kept at it. And every time we had an art competition, it would I would always be third place because Renard would get first place, and then my friend Josh, who was also an artist, would get second place, and I would get third. And it's happened all throughout like my high school like career, I guess, until Renard uh, graduated in two thousand nine. And I was like, now I'm second place because now Josh is first place. And I was like, I, I can't like no no. <laughs> So I kept pushing myself and pushing myself. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I kept pushing myself and pushing myself. And then it happened, y'all. On 2010, we had this, uh, we have homecoming for our, base, for our baseball, basketball team. And we always have like this pep rally week. And uh, every every year, the high school and middle school, they do a poster, they do a poster competition where we, there's like a, there's like a verse. Because we went to a Christian like high school, we had a, a Bible verse. That was our theme for the whole year. And so most of the time, people just, like, use that Bible verse as a catalyst for um, their inspiration for their poster. Um, and I think the one for this year that I'm thinking of, it was, uh, I can't think of the verse, but it was about um, just just making it to the goal line and, like, finishing the race and all that. Um, and so I drew this, like, I, like, I, like, I, go, I got research. I was like, nah, this year I'm going to beat Josh while he's here. I'm not going to have another Bernard situation where I'm going to third place until he graduated. Like, y'all, I was crazy. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get research. Uh, our, our mascot is an eagle. I'm going to, like, get tons of eagle pictures, okay? All right, I'm going to look up tutorials on how to draw cartoon eagles. You know what? I'm going to look up jerseys. going to look up what a track field looks like. I did all this stuff. If you saw me in my class when we had study hall, like kids were like, what in the world? I had like piles of pictures and books around me because I was like, I'm going to win this year. <laughs> so like I draw it, I have eagles running and it was like, it was just like, just the best thing I ever, I ever made. And, um, That's awesome. I, I, I put it up and I was like, yeah. And then I looked at Josh's and I was like, oh, but it looks so good though. I'm going to lose. And I was like, and then like they announced the winners. And they said, first place goes to the class of 2011. And I was like, oh my gosh, y'all, I won. I was in first place. And Josh was in second place. There you go. I did not accept. <laughs> and he was my best friend at the time. And I was like, and I just like, I just, I, he never let, I never let him live him down for like that entire week. But the rest of the week, it was like, hey. Hey, hey, see this? Do you see this blue ribbon? That's a, that's his first place. And I, was <laughs> I, was, I was a sore winner, but it just it just felt so good, like just to like just look from the like looking at the peak from the bottom, and then I'm finally on the top looking down. And uh, all of that feeling changed once I went to SCAD, because you know 
you're this big fish in a small pond and you're like, oh, I'm the, I'm the best artist ever. And you come to scan and you're like, well, shit. <laughs> Guess I wasn't that good after all. <laughs> <laughs> that same thing happened to me. Don't worry about it. I think everybody goes through yeah, that. Yeah, I feel like a all little of bit us. of a humbling process. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was definitely humbling. I was like, hmm, I still got work to do. You still got work to do, girlfriend. So, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah SCAD, SCAD was like, I have the greatest, the best time of my life because I found people who were like, were like me. I finally had like people I could talk to about like my art problems and be like, you know, like, I feel this way. And then like someone like you and you and Nathaniel would be like, yeah, bro, I totally, I totally get it. And it was like, my people, like, this is my family. Like, where have you been in my life? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. College is great for building that, that, or for that first introduction to the community. And it's great yeah. because you get to, you get to meet all, all the people that, that you're wanting to be around for the next few years. It's yeah, awesome. Exactly. That's how I found my friend Lauren. We're still inseparable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gotta get Lauren on here sometime soon. That would be a that would be a good one to get to. Lauren, come join us. <laughs> yes, Lauren. If you if you if you if you listen to this podcast, totally do it. It's fun. Oh man. So, what are you reading right now? Like, is there any particular book or web comic or anything? Um, I. I'm actually reading um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Heck yes. Dude, uh, <laughs> the funny story about that, like, I've known uh, I've known about JoJo and its basic plot since about 2012 when the TV anime first started airing in Japan. And I was... Okay, so now I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea about this JoJo uh, Bizarre Adventure thing. I have no idea about it, so so explain this to me. Open my world. <laughs> uh, that's gonna be real hard, bro. <laughs> um, well, let me like start. So JoJo is like right now it's like separated into parts, and I think right now it's currently on its eighth part. I believe right now it's where the manga is at least. Um, mm-hmm. It's basically how do I describe this from what I read. I, to get, well, nah, let me start from the beginning. So from when I started, I, I knew about its basic plot, and I started with the OG, like, 1993 uh, OVA, which was about six episodes, which starts in the middle of part three. Um, mm. And then, like, there was a two, another another OVA in, when it was, uh, in 2000, in the year 2000, that went from the first part of part three. I know that sounds really confusing, everything I just said, but that's how it went. Um, but I've only read up to part one of the manga. Part one is about this uh, this this man. His name is Jonathan Joestar. He's and he's the heir of the Joestar family. He just wants to be the most perfect gentleman ever. And so uh, his father, when he was a baby, his his parents got into this carriage accident, and um, his mother died trying to protect him. And his father was like mortally, like not mortally, like hurt. And this guy. Um, I forget his name, uh, something Brando. And he like, at first he was like, oh man, rich people, I'm going to like steal from them so we can make money. Um, but then uh, the father, George Joestar, he, he was alive and he was like, oh, sir, you're, you're here to help me, aren't you? And then Brando was like, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I'm your hero. Praise me. <laughs> and so, uh, and so it, ju- it, it like, Moves fa- it fast forwards to like Jonathan is like in his teenage years, I believe he is. Um, 
just showing how like he's like this like he's been raised and like as a rich kid as a spoiled brat basically and uh brando has this son named dio dio brando and how like it just shows how like he had to live with this awful awful father who is just like just terrible he's an alcoholic and he like verbally abuses him and like he worked his mom to death and all that and so um the father's on his brand dio's father is on his deathbed and he's like, yo, Dio, like, I have this favor, like, Joe Star, like, George Joe Star owes me a huge solid, and I want you to bank on that, because I want you to be freaking rich, be what I couldn't be. And Dio's like, yeah, sure, whatever, you freaking dirtbag. <laughs> and he, like, spits on his grave after he dies, and he's like, you know what? You're like, you go fuck my father? Like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it in life. Me, Dio, I'm gonna be the best motherfucker up on this planet, so I'm gonna start by taking the Joe Star fortune from Jonathan. <laughs> and so it's just, it, it's like, he goes like, George accepted, basically adopts Dio into his family. And like, Dio just like, does not meshes with Jojo. Cause he's like, I'm going to ruin your life. And there's nothing you can do about it because my name is Dio, basically. <laughs> and part, part, and just like, and it's just literally part one of them going back and forth and like, then there's stuff about Hammond, and then Dio turns into a vampire because of a stone mask. Um, it's it's crazy, but it's enjoyable. It's an emo- yeah, it's an emotional roller coaster. Um, it's a bizarre mess. Heard- good storytelling. It is. It is. It is. It's an emotional roller coaster because it's not what I expected. Like when I saw fan art and saw like. Uh, um, and just like basically art from this series, you like, you know, it's like big burly men doing effeminate poses and like nine colorful, colorful costumes. I'm like, oh, this must be a comedy. And then I saw the original OVA and I was like, dude's head gets sucked into a water canteen. And I'm like, what? What? No. <laughs> no. I saw that comic that you made of that. Because <laughs> like, it came, like, it literally came out of left field. It's like, oh, they get a dog. Dogs going on adventures, like, you know, with them. And they're like, oh, no, helicopter crash. Let's go help these people. And, like, they're in the desert. So, like, he, the, the dude's trying to tell them what happened to him. He's like, water, water. He's like, yo, bro, we got you, man. We got we got this canteen right here. And he try, and they, like, try to give it to him. And then the water comes to life, grabs the dude's head, twists the heads off, and sucks it into the canteen. And I'm just like, this is only episode one. Can you not do this oh, to my me? <laughs> And then it just like, but it just it's just it's an emotional roller coaster. But I highly recommend it. Any listeners out there, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, it, that is the most appropriate title that this that Areki like Areki the uh, guy who wrote it and drew it gave to this like series because it is bizarre. It is bizarre. It is bizarre. Nice. <laughs> that so you got JoJo's. Uh, anything else? Anything else? Let's see. Um, I'm trying to go through my my uh, Batman collection. I just re I just today actually I reread The Killing Joke, um, which is nice. some. It's a shame what the movie did to it. Have you seen the movie? I have not. I heard that they added in like a, a new love story between Batman and Batgirl, but uh, um, and I'm not really digging that too much Blech. because of uh, there's a there's a pretty big know. age gap there, isn't it? Oh yeah, that's but it's like it came out of nowhere too. It's like it's weird because um, I I understand where they were trying to go because like the first half is just like a mini Bat Batgirl movie. It's just like focusing on Batgirl and her life as Batgirl. 
Um, which I can understand because, you know, she does kind of get, you know, fucking owned in the killing joke when Joker like shoots her in the fucking spine. That kinda yeah. kinda like wrecked her world there. So I can understand where they're coming from, but then it's just like there's this scene with her and Batman. And all of a sudden, they just start getting busy right there on the rooftop. And everyone's like, whoa, what the, the what? Like, it comes out of left field. Spoiler alert, sorry. <laughs> Batgirl and, and Batman get busy on a rooftop. There you go. Have a nice image with that. <laughs> so, so I've just been going through. Nathaniel, uh, you're just like, no. Nah. <laughs> it's cold up there. I, I don't want to go. I don't want to see that. <laughs> If you never watched it, I promise you, just read the comic. You're not missing much of anything. Um, I know there was like a big stink about it being rated R, and it was like, oh, the Warner Brothers' first, like, you know, like R rated animated feature with Batman. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not that great. You're not missing, you're not missing anything, I promise. I promise you. <laughs> so, oh, Nathaniel, any questions? On your part? Um, no, not not too much. Um, what uh, or or no, I do have one. Um, what artists, uh, Western or Eastern, do you think influence you the most on your style? Um, I actually have oh, a list. Uh, while I'm working on um, I recently just read. Sorry. <clears throat> I'm also reading more books about like creativity and other crafts and stuff. And um, I just read, I just recently um, read that small book called steel, like an artist, mm -hmm. uh, which is, it's, it's an okay book. Uh, it was only six. It was like, it, there was a sale on Amazon and it was like three bucks for prime. And I was like, yeah, I can waste three bucks on a book, whatever. Uh, it literally takes like an hour to read it. If anyone's ever interested in reading that book. Um, there was some stuff that I agreed with, some I didn't. Um, but there was one part of the book where it was like, uh, how to help with your craft. <clears throat> and it was like, writing down everyone that influences you and um, how that can help with style and stuff like that. So I actually did it, did what it asked, and I wrote down some people. Um, Caleb Thomas is one. Um, LaShawn, blah. LaShawn, uh, Oh shit! All I just wrote was Lashawn. Dang it! But the guy who helped animate um, the Boondocks, oh, Lashawn Thomas. He's also oh, Lashawn yeah. Thomas. Lashawn Thomas. Cool. I actually met him. He's a cool dude, y'all. Um, Lashawn Thomas he awesome. influences me. Um, uh, Hiroyuki Takei, who was the uh, author and uh, artist for uh, Shaman King. Um, Trad Moore. I met him too. He's an awesome guy. Uh, oh, yeah. He wrote. He writes. Uh, um, Lucas Strong, I think it's called. Not Lucas Strong. Uh, Luther Strode. Yeah, dude, he's so awesome. Super nice too. Um, let's see. Yeah, I should have wrote him right here. Lashawn Thomas, <laughs> uh, Anna Kaddish. I like her stuff too. Um, Cheeks. Cheeks also influenced me. Um, and then um, Tyler Edlin. He uh, he influences. Uh, he does um, backgrounds for video games and animation. And I was like, his stuff was super awesome. Um, and then the, lastly, I have on here Kazuya Minakura, who has been like a, a great influencer for me. Not necessarily in style, but just basically her as a person. Um, she did the series called uh, Sayuki and Sayuki Reload. Um, it's basically her take on uh, the Chinese fable uh, Journey to the West. And um, her stuff is like, if you look at her earlier stuff, 
you kind of think in the back of your mind, it's like, how did you get into the industry with this art style lady? How did that happen? <laughs> but her stuff now is just so beautiful. And just by listening just to her, just be like, yeah, I kind of, I, it was kind of hard at first, but then, you know, just her story of persevering and just improving on the craft, drawing every day, every day. And then like, and like, it shows, it shows. If you look at some of her earlier work from like the nineties and see her stuff now, you're just like, how, how is that the same person? And it's just, uh, I love her stuff. I have like every art book she's ever made, even though I can't read a word of it because it's in Japanese. <laughs> but yeah, I love Kazuya Minakura. Her stuff is, is amazing. I love the, I love her. I love Sayuki. I love that series, even though some of, some of the animation and voice acting hasn't aged well. I still like it. Okay. Cool stuff. Well, that's plenty of stuff that people can uh, check out to learn more about you. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, where's, where's somewhere, uh, a couple places online that people can see your work? Um, every, anything that has Brianna A. Berry, basically. <laughs> um, my Tumblr is uh, Brianna a Brianna A Berry with dashes, so it's B R I A N N A dash A dash B E R R Y at tumblr.com. So basically, Brianna A Berry with dashes between the between Brianna and Berry, okay. so A and Berry okay. at tumblr.com. Or if you type in Berry Artsy, maybe I should have said that first. <laughs> uh, Berry Artsy B E R R Y and Artsy is A R T Z Y. If you like. If you enter that into Google, I'm, I think I'm the first one that pops up. Um, that's my, Barry Artsy is my Twitter, and Barry Artsy is also the name of my Tumblr. Yeah, maybe nice. I should have started with Barry Artsy. That's also my Instagram. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm bad. Right. Well, you've, got a, you've got a username on lockdown. That's awesome. Yeah. I tried to make sure to do that with Duke Lindeen, too. <laughs> yeah, Barry Artsy was a joke I made in a, one of kids' classes. And then it just stuck. I was like, yeah, why not? <laughs> it's awesome. All right. Nathaniel, anything else on your side? Nope. Uh, that's that's really awesome. It's, it's good to hear um, back from it. I think uh, last time we talked was when uh, it was in uh, Lowe's class. I had, like, this big old, like, double sheet stack of paper, like, uh, 11 by 17 printer paper. I was like, I only used like 20 pieces of this and there's a hundred or there's like 80 left. Does anyone want them? And, and you raise your hand, you're like next to Laura and you're like, yeah, you can give it to me. I'm like, here you go. And so didn't have to take that with me on the plane. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, oh, it's, it's great to like hear, um, kind of like another person's story. That's what I really like about, uh, these podcasts is where you can kind of see like what, other people experience and how similar it was to yours yeah well brianna thank you for giving us a, a little bit over an hour of your time or close to an hour of your time and uh you know we'll hopefully have this up here pretty soon and you can uh, share it around the world and everyone can know the glory that is uh what was your username again very artsy very artsy everyone will know the glory of very artsy <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Brianna. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. No Thank you guys for having me. It was, it was actually really fun. Yeah.